So I think for me the first thing that we want to pick up on from the readings that we've shared in uh, today in the light of uh, the anniversary of the Uniting Church is that we're part of a great story. You know, in the West, uh, particularly uh, since the rise of liberalism and the rise of the, uh, the Enlightenment, there's been a theme that the individual matters more than anything else and matters most. And uh, the society is there to serve the needs of the individual, the individual's wants and happinesses. And yet that's not the story of the Christian faith. The story of the Christian faith is that we are part of a great trajectory. The German theologians called it salvation history. We're part of the story that, uh, that God imagined for creation. We're part of a story of God uh, continually being faithful and calling creation uh, to that vision uh, out of which he called creation into being. So we're not individuals, we're not uh, mindless entities, uh, we're not here without purpose. Being brought into the life of Christ, we have been brought into the life uh, of uh, God's purposes in the world. And that's a rich and tremendously meaningful framework out of which we might understand ourselves and understand our place in the world. I remember watching that uh, uh, movie a few years ago, American Beauty, and uh, one of the scenes that really struck me in that movie was there's two young people, uh, young Americans, uh, one guy uh, experimenting with uh, videography, and he was fascinated with taking video of a piece of paper that was just swirling around in a, in a little uh, breeze trap in a building. And this piece of paper was just floating around. And it, and it seemed to me that, uh, that the writer of that story uh, was, was saying, this is, how, this is how people are seeing life today. Essentially just a floating uh, with a sense of meaninglessness and a sense of no direction. That's not what we believe. What we believe is that you and I have been caught up in the story of what God is at work doing in the world. Rebuilding creation. Rebuilding humanity to be a reconciled family under God. It's very easy in the midst of the jangling discords that are around us. In the midst of some of the narratives that uh, that we, uh, that we listen to, that are a part of popular culture, to, uh, to let go of that truth, to not think about that, to see ourselves uh, in the light of how our, our dominant culture tells us. And yet the call of Abraham is the story of God restoring his purposes. The story of Jesus is, is the story of one being caught up in the purposes of God. And the story of Pentecost is our participation in that. So you and your story, somewhere along the line, folks spoke to you, truth spoke to you, the spirit spoke to you and said that you have purpose and meaning. And that's what we as the church exist here to speak into the life of the world. Uniting Church, of course, grew up at a particular time, a time of that great ecumenical vision, a time when we were imagining how we could be a new and a fresh expression of God's presence in the world, an Australian church for us. But we always saw ourselves as having received something from those who came before us. A responsibility of interpreting that in today's context, today's language, and speaking it in a way that makes sense to today's culture and handing it on. We have received a blessing. We are a part of what God is doing in the world. 
So the question for us is how do we see ourselves here and now in this time in, in place? And how are we handing on that story, that grace, that hope to others? That's the first thing I'd like you to have a think about as we think about being uh, the Uniting Church in this uh, anniversary celebration that we're sharing in today. So when Paul uh, was speaking and writing to the church at Corinth, he was really calling a church that uh, was struggling to see itself as united, uh, was hearing voices, follow me, follow me, follow someone else, and was really trying to work out what it meant to be the church. And he was saying to them, look, we're all part of this. We each have a role to play. We each share together. No one is more important than anyone else. We all have to hear and heed one another. And what we build together, well, one day we'll be tested. One day we will see whether what we built is of God or what we built was just something we created out of human hands and human desires. I used to find that passage a bit scary when I was young. I have to say now, I find it more liberating than scary. I find it in the sense that um, it's okay. I will do and I will work to see what I can do as, as uh, an agent of God's purpose in the world and, and what fruitfulness comes will be what comes. And whether and how it becomes a part of what God's, in the, uh, God's doing in the world, well, I'll let, I'll, in a sense, let God be the judge of that. But I think for me, the other part in this story that, uh, that I think resonates with us in our life as the church is, uh, for me, the discipline of being in the church. I think, I'd, I think I'd have an easier life if I was a Christian by myself, if I was a Christian who only had to, in a sense, read the scriptures, uh, think about what they meant, uh, pray and contemplate uh, what it means to be a follower of Jesus in the world and then go and do it. Uh, that would be an easier way. But that's not the way we've been called to. The way we've been called to is to be a part of God's people, a part of the life of God. And I know at times the life of the Uniting Church is deeply challenging for its members. It is for me. Uh, and yet I'm reminded at those times uh, that if I am to be a follower of Jesus, then the way others understand and see Jesus the way they see what the gospel is about in the world, the kingdom of God can be like, is very important for me to hear. Otherwise, I'll just create my own picture of Jesus and follow that, and that could be called to be idolatry. But the discipline of being the church, and I think for us particularly at times, the discipline of being the uniting church, is to sit with people who who've experienced and see and understand Jesus and know and experience the gospel with, with different eyes, being a multicultural church, being a church that's, uh, that calls us to listen to the voices of different experience. That can be at times very challenging, but it is a rich experience for us in our, if we are really sold out in wanting to be a follower of Jesus. And of course, what it does demand of us is to speak our truth, is to speak our journey, is to put our peace uh, into this uh, rich tapestry that is our life and to be who we're called to be, to participate in that. One of the beautiful things that I see in the basis of union is this vision that, um, 
that as the church meets in council together, it meets to hear the will of God. Well, it will do that. But frankly, it will only do it as you and I participate. And as you and I stand up and, uh, and um, are ready to speak our truth, however stupid that may be or feel or sound, we're called to build together the life of the church. We're called to honour one another. And the Uniting Church, I believe, provides a rich tapestry for me to be able to understand a bigger picture of who Jesus is and what the kingdom is going to be like and how we're called to bear witness to the kingdom in the life of the world. So I encourage you to stick with it, to at times wrestle with it, to speak your peace, to say how you and see and understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to speak, to listen, and together we, we will create what God is calling us to be in the world. We're called to be together in this great long story of God's purposes. And then, of course, uh, we come to this uh, beautiful passage in John's Gospel. Uh, Jesus speaking to uh, his disciples, affirming them in the midst of uh, a great, uh, strange, uh, confront confronting uh, story that he will abide in them, that he will abide in us as, as, uh, as his people and he will call forth fruitfulness out of us. Now, I'm a bit of a gardener, uh, and, uh, and I, uh, I know at times uh, the challenge of having to prune uh, and to shape uh, that which we plant, uh, and um, can well imagine that pruning is not actually a kind of activity that a plant really welcomes uh, in the midst of it, and that spiritual pruning uh, that uh, God at times, uh, call those, that space that God calls us into, or we're confronted by, uh, at times is not uh, the most pleasant activity that we might uh, anticipate. And yet it is, it's the activity of letting go that which is no longer life-giving. It's the activity of letting go that which needs to be let go of so that we can enter into life more deeply and more fully. And that's the journey of discipleship. The deep promise of uh, this word in John's Gospel uh, is, uh, is this word that uh, we will uh, abide in Christ, that Christ is in us by baptism, by our participation in the Eucharist. We live in the life of Christ. And in living in that life, there are times of pruning, there are times of being reshaped and renewed. At times may be painful, they are also places where the opportunity for fruitfulness comes forward. At times I hear around our life uh, this kind of meme that says, well, God only calls me to be faithful. And um, I've kind of reacted against that in my heart when I've heard it because I, I think God does call us to be fruitful. Uh, and part of being fruitful is being faithful. For there are seasons in our life when we're simply called to be present uh, and in the midst of uh, maybe not seeing um, anything much happen, we continue in the work and uh, the way that we're called to be. But to me, there's no doubt that right through the Gospels, uh, Jesus speaks of a God of purpose, a God who is looking for something uh, out of his people 
who was looking for faithfulness, who was looking for uh, a, a, a co-creation uh, of the manifestation of the kingdom. Uh, out of us, his people. And I think we need to take that very seriously as to how we order our life as the church, but also as to how we speak into the life of the wider community. How are we seeing uh, life around us that is not being lived in the light of the kingdom? How are we addressing that as a people of God together or as individual Christians? What do we see happening in our communities that doesn't demonstrate the goodness of God? Now, at times there might be, we might think uh, if we're too much a student of, um, uh, of maybe the Hollywood movies, uh, action buster movies, that we've got to go in there all guns blazing. Well, I think uh, a close look at the life of Jesus uh, would show us that there are many ways of addressing uh, the issues that we see that aren't re uh, where humans aren't representing or experiencing the kingdom. There are many ways of going about that. And our imagination is called forth. Our capacity to work with others is called forth. But there can be no doubt that God is investing in us for a purpose, for an outcome, that the kingdom might be experienced amongst us. And that's fruitfulness. And our imagination, our working together, our sense of being part of the story of God over history these are all things that are called to come forward and to, to, to make manifest a way, a presence, an expression of the kingdom. The church is a sign, an instrument and a foretaste of the coming kingdom of God. That's who we are. And we will be able to be that as we understand ourselves embedded in the story of what God is doing in the world. We will be able to be that as we work together and collaborate together and imagine something bigger than we could do ourselves. And we will be that as we seek to bear fruit, to manifest what God is doing in the world for the sake of others. So I pray God's blessing on you as we celebrate this, our journey together as the Uniting Church. It's been a rich experience. It's been a blessed experience. And uh, as one of our traditions articulated, the best is yet to come. I believe that and I'm looking forward to seeing it happen uh, with you and with the rest of us as a part of our life together. God bless you. Thank you for sharing in this sermon together.